Hello once again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and I hope you're all having a very happy and fulfilling summer in the midst of another wave of COVID issues coming at us, and that's what I'm going to talk about in just a bit. Um, before I do, I'll just give you a a slightly lighter note, a couple of recommendations in terms of entertainment. I, I, I normally don't do this because nobody likes what I like, um, you know, classic literature and film, so I, I tend to avoid that. Um, but some people have asked me to, you know, give them some ideas at the start of podcasts. So um, I did just finish reading Kate Atkinson's uh, Behind the Scenes uh, at the Museum, which is very good. It's not necessarily my thing. Uh, I'm not really so much into family sagas, but Atkinson is, is fantastic and, and it probably should be read. And as many avid readers will tell you, so should Richard Russo's uh, Nobody's Fool, which I've just started. Um, and I I recently finished Empire Falls, uh, another one of his books uh, last year, which Another another one that was, again, very good, though not necessarily my thing, but I think I'm really going to enjoy Nobody's Fool. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I could recommend my favorites, but nobody's going to read them. Middlemarch, Elliot, and, and uh, Marcel Proust's In Search of Lost Time, which is thousands and thousands of pages across five books. I still can't find the sixth and final book because it's out of circulation and out of print, but again, a very tiny minority of people read that, so I'm not surprised. I can't find it. Um, you know, people like uh, Marquez and, and Wharton and Age of Innocence, those are a lot of my favorites, but I, I tend not to recommend them because people find them boring and dry. And so when it comes to... Uh, recommendations for literature, I tend to err on the side of more modern. So Rousseau, Atkinson, these are a couple I'd, I'd recommend right now. They're they're not brand new, but they're certainly contemporary. Uh, on the film side, uh, I, I recently saw, uh, last week, saw a movie called uh, When Ladies Meet. Uh, I believe it's um, 1941. Uh, Greer Garson, the one of the more underrated uh, actresses, certainly one of the stellar actresses of the time and of all time, really, uh, doesn't get as much attention as people like Catherine Hepburn and, and Joan Crawford and Betty Davis and Audrey Hepburn and those, but uh, certainly a, a, just a fantastic actress, uh, maybe best known for her roles in, in movies like Mrs. Miniver, Random Harvest, uh, but in When Ladies Meet, uh, also featuring uh, Joan Crawford, who of course is excellent, and um, uh, the male roles in this were uh, Robert Taylor and Herbert Marshall, both of whom are very effective, but absolutely overshadowed by Crawford and Garson in this, and rightfully so, considering the subject matter, which is uh, two very intelligent uh, modern women of the time uh, essentially find out that they're both in love with the same man, one of whom is they're married to, Greer Garson's husband, um, and sort of what happens when they encounter each other. And the concepts of fidelity, the um, how you, you deal with this in an intelligent, civilized manner, despite the huge amount of emotion that's involved. I, one of the reasons why I, I recommend it and find it important is because we seem to have lost the ability to counteract heavy emotion with civility and brain function. And this is a, a great example of how we could and once did do that. Um, It'll be difficult to find, but if you are if you have the TCM app or have access to it, uh, you could find it on demand. It'll pop up. I think it might still be there. Um, you know, just the, these are the kinds of things I, I appreciate from a, a very different time. Anyway, that out of the way. 
Moving on to the ever-spreading Delta variant and the concern of a new surge in COVID, I am going to refer everybody to some past podcasts that I did. I haven't done one related to COVID in some time, and uh, I think that's appropriate considering the downturn in the the pandemic and the fact that it appears to be going away. Of course, uh, these things were inevitable. And I said this from the start. I said, look, mutations and variants are inevitable. You're not, these are coming. You're not going to stop them. Uh, This is worldwide. Uh, This is not something that there's always, there's going to be, and there's going to be endless variants and mutations. That's the other issue. Something they don't want to talk about. Something that um, is just common in, in the world of viruses. It just is. And generally speaking, most of these are uh, more contagious and less deadly. And that is the trend following for COVID here. This Delta variant is could be, they haven't proved this yet, but could be more virulent. It could be more contagious. But the numbers are showing immediately right out of the gate that it is far less deadly. And that is very often the case. And from the start, I said, look, the the lockdowns are, that's just going to delay the inevitable. It will not save lives. It will just keep this thing around forever because we'll keep doing it and it will keep circulating. And we will continue to labor under the misapprehension that we can destroy this thing with with a vaccine, which we're not going to be able to do. We never were going to be able to do it. When it was worldwide and hundreds of millions of, of affected you're not and and out and about mutations and variants on the way absolutely inevitable you are not going to erase this thing you might come up with a vaccine that could counter it you're not going to erase it the only way to get this really out of there is to have everyone on the planet build up some immunity to it somehow and you can't just force everyone to get vaccinated people are going to have to get this and move on my father said the same thing too. He said, "Look, when this, when we're locking down like this, this is around April or May when it started happening. You're just delaying the inevitable. This is going to continue. As soon as you open back up, people's compromised immune systems, which happen when you are out of the public for too long and do not come into contact with any germs and viruses that you build up natural immunities to, on a daily basis." You, co- you stick somebody in their house, you basically put them in a plastic bubble and then release them out into the world again, of course they're going to start getting sick. They're going to get the get everything. They're going to get everything that they could possibly get because their immune systems are so heavily compromised and have not built up anything. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, many elderly people, uh, the older they get, the less likely they are to get things like common colds and, and various uh, uh, diseases is because they built up so many immunities over the years. My grandparents, all of whom lived with the exception of one, lived well into their 90s, um, didn't get anything. After the age of like 80, they, they got very, very little. Um, they all had age-related issues, of course, but getting a cold or the flu, that just wasn't happening. They had gotten them so many times in their lives, there wasn't a strain out there that could really affect them. And you know, things like pneumonia, that's all kind of, kind of a different thing. It's, it's widely known over the years and in the past century uh, as being, you know, the elderly's best friend because it, it takes them out. And, you know, it took out a lot of people in their 90s who uh, they lived a nice full long life. And that was that was the disease that got them. But things like, you know, flus and colds, they're very resilient people because their bodies have and 
and because also in older periods of time, people were more, they were closer to people. They were in touch with people far more often than they are today. Technology has created this division among people. And in the lockdown period, created a, an immense division. So we're not coming, we weren't coming in contact with much of anything. You let us out and instantaneously, here it comes. So my question is, is the Delta variant really that more contagious? Or is it just being spread amongst a population that is so, almost like a newborn, back out in public after a, an extended period of being away from everything? And here they are getting sick. And they're all, of course, making the claim, well, you know, the surges are happening. I think it's quadrupled the number of cases in the past four days ever since January. But deaths are way low, which is like a uh, fine print asterisk they put at the bottom of their articles. They don't, they want to keep the fear porn going as long as possible. So they don't want to tell you that this is not deadly at all. Um, and far less deadly than the original strain, which is, again, common and expected. Something else they don't want to tell you. But if you look at the situation as it stands, this was inevitable. This was going to happen, and people are going to get these things. Is it, is it more contagious, or is it just because their immune systems are compromised? Uh, is it because they're, you know, they don't have a vaccine? Maybe. But here's one thing to remember. When you hear about breakthrough infection cases, okay, every single time I've heard of one, they're all vaccination-based. In other words, uh, it's a breakthrough in that the person had COVID, they got a vaccine, and they got it again. You very, very rarely hear about breakthrough cases with people who had COVID and just left it at that. They had natural antibodies that they built because of that. It's very rare to get this twice without the vaccination. It's becoming increasingly rare to get infected twice with the vaccination, which I also predicted. I told you, I told everybody that your natural antibodies, as is the case with many other diseases that are similar, they are more, more powerful, they're stronger, they last longer than any artificial antibodies that you receive from a vaccine. Which is why so many of the people who are younger, if with a non-deadly disease like this and a 0.02% mortality rate across the world, they have to get this thing and beat it so they can move on with their lives and the world can continue. Common sense needed to play a role. It needs to play a role again right now. Don't bend knee to the fear porn. Don't bend knee to the, to the desperate mainstream media that has been using this and milking this from day one simply to stay alive and to gain attention readers and make money. That's been their entire goal, as has been the goal of Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. These people are in business for a reason, and they're going to get your money, and they're going to get lots of it out of this. They're pushing the vaccine not to cure you. They're pushing the vaccine to sell a product. That's always been the case with Big Pharma. That has never stopped being the case, and it certainly is the case here. Will the vaccine help you fight it off? Sure. I think we've seen statistics that will prove that. It's obviously not a failsafe. It obviously does not last as long as people thought or hoped. It obviously is not a, a failsafe against future infection because these breakthrough infections are coming at a rapid rate among people who are vaccinated. You're already starting to hear about side effects, which I also warned against. I said, look, vaccines take years to create and perfect. There is no chance in hell they got this right in six months. None. Zero. And, well, there's 95% and 100% this and that in studies. That's nice. Screw your studies. They're all worthless to me. They have the exact same studies out for every form of 
awful drug that they've released in the past 20 years from Oxycontin on down saying this is 100% this and not addictive. And that's what they all said. The FDA approved these things, don't forget. They approved every last major nasty drug that came across the market that is now seen on like late night TV with lawyers saying if you took this and blah, blah, blah. It's a nice little paycheck for both the people who made the drug and the people who react to the nasty effects of the drug, which in this case would be lawyers. And... In the, in the middle are the people who got duped into doing this. And the bottom line is that this is no different. I know people really wish it would be that somehow they all grew a conscience overnight and the companies are all just working desperately to try to save you. I'm not saying that they're not creating a, a, an effective vaccine. What I'm saying is there's no way that this was done in the short span of time it had. This is, this is an experimental vaccine and it always has been. So you are going to hear about some very strange side effects moving forward. It's inevitable. You're going to hear about all kinds of other issues. They already came up with one this past week. There's some sort of rare neurological issue with the Johnson & Johnson thing. Yes, of course, it's rare. A lot of these things are going to be rare, but you're going to hear about more. That is a guarantee. And when it comes to the reaction to all of this, the reaction is not more face masks and locking down. We screwed that up the first time. The reaction to this should be common sense, as it was, as it was in certain parts of the world and certain states here, which is what needs to happen again. If you believe you are vulnerable, if you are elderly, if you are uh, compromised in a lot of ways, if you have diabetes, if you're greatly overweight, if your immune system is, is not in good condition, if you are not in good condition in general, then I would consider wearing a mask. And I would consider distancing yourself from others, because if you catch this thing, it could be very bad for you. For everybody else, ignore it all. Get out there and go do what you're going to do. If you get it, you get it. I got it. Everybody I know got it. It's not that big of a deal. There are some odd symptoms that linger. And yes, they do. It does change dramatically from person to person. I will admit that. However, none of these cases, for at least from my own personal experience, have been anything close to hospitalizations necessary. That really is 90% all on people who were compromised from the start. I recall you to the statistics from before that should never go away, which is that 90 plus percent, I think it's more like 95% of people who uh, perish from COVID were all over a certain age, which is about 65, and or were heavily compromised by other health issues prior to getting COVID. That means that statistically nobody who got this thing, who is between the ages of, you know, 2 and 65 and is in decent condition, died because of many, 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 many millions got it. And don't count on the numbers for who, how the numbers that were infected, which are insanely high. But the estimates were that 10 to 15 percent, and I say it's lower, of the total number of people who are actually infected are being reported. It's much higher than that. People like me, we never reported it because we didn't go anywhere. Most people who had common sense got it and were sick and stayed home and got over it. So if you add that to the number of people who have already been vaccinated, we're at your herd immunity and have been for some time. Yes, there are going to be variants and mutations, and yes, people are going to get them and there will be cases. But you've got to let people get through this thing. You've got to push through. I, I, I refer you to the Spanish flu. Uh, which actually was a killer, actually did take out uh, very fine, young, healthy people, was extraordinarily dangerous and virulent, was far more dangerous than this thing ever thought of being. 
And they didn't have the means of really dealing with it quickly, and it did kill a lot of people. But what ended up happening was uh, it went away. So many people got it, and so many people died of it, and it spread so fast that it just went through like wildfire, and then that was it. It didn't linger for 15 years. It didn't sit around. It just came and went. It was, a, it was an awful thing, and it happened, and these things do happen in, in the realm of humanity. Um, but it's, they didn't have a vaccine to push it in six months, push it out and say, okay, everybody's fine. And then everyone went back out and found out not they're fine. They just, humanity pushed through it. And this is what needs to happen now, especially in response to a virus that is not a killer. And I'll say that as many times as it takes, because that is statistically accurate. Common sense. If you think you're sick, if you're feeling sick, if you're feeling ill, don't go visit mom at the nursing home. Yeah, that, that only makes sense. Otherwise, absolutely. Have at it. Live your life. If you are elderly and you're compromised in a variety of ways, yeah, I, I would avoid some things. I wouldn't travel. I'd wear a mask. Yes, with this thing out there until it sort of works its way through the world. And, and most people develop a, an immunity for whether artificially or naturally. And I, once again, I, I enforce that naturally is a better way to go here. This is what needs to happen. The reaction cannot be more lockdowns and more face masks because that didn't work the first time and it's not going to work now. And I, I, again, just as a quick side note, I got this thing and I was religiously masked everywhere I went, as was my whole family and we all got it, as did everybody else I know. We didn't get this thing in the first month or two when uh, it was unknown and people weren't reacting. Don't forget, this country, most of it, was on heavy lockdown and face mask restriction for a full year. And yet we're seeing surges in things like, in, in thanks, around Thanksgiving and Christmas, and yes, before even the gatherings, in the fall, after we've been face masked for five, six months. So how are they working? The numbers weren't showing that. All the numbers were showing is that more people were getting it and becoming immune and, and the vaccinations were starting to roll out. This is all garbage. There is nothing to support that that actually has any impact at all. And if it will protect you in a certain way, I believe, but it will not protect you entirely. If you think you're better off, go right ahead. I wore a face mask on the last time I was on a plane well before COVID 2019, just because I didn't want to get whatever was floating around uh, the airports and the planes. And I was going to be in some place for a month and I didn't want anything. And I believe that that can work. It's not a fail safe. And, and I mean, I've seen people walking around. Here's, here's, the, here's the scary part. Here's the psychological end of this, if you will. Every single person I see that's wearing a mask now, and I'm in a state, by the way, that is at 80% vaccination for people over the age of 18, okay? If you combine that with the sheer number of people who got it, it's over. It's done. There were zero cases in this state a couple days ago. This is it. It's over. We're done. There are still plenty of people wearing masks. The trust the science, where does that go? I asked this before. I said, you're all going to trust the science. You're only trusting the science when you're scared. Are you going to trust the science when there's not reason to be scared? The answer is no, because the science tells us right now that in this state where I am, there's zero reason to wear a mask. None. And they're all doing it. Many, many people are still wearing a mask. And here's the scary part. All the people that I've encountered wearing a mask have had the vaccine and will even tell you that they did. How does this make any sense at all? That is fear grabbing someone by the throat and not letting go. What are you afraid of? So you're convinced the vaccine doesn't work then? I thought this was trust the science. 
Or you believe in the, the malarkey where they tell you that if you're vaccinated, you could actually catch germs of this without knowing it, spread it around to people who aren't vaccinated, which is the biggest pile of crap I've ever heard. Um, they're still leaping away from you, you know, as if you've got the plague. A virus that has zero death rate, statistically almost zero death rate worldwide. Young people, and that's the other thing, it's almost always young people. I'm coming across very young people, much younger than me, wearing a mask, and they've been vaccinated. I said about a month ago, maybe even longer than that, I said the face masks aren't going away. I said they're not going away because they're a symbol. They're a symbol of control and they're a symbol of fear. And once that symbol is heavily uh, impressed on a society, it doesn't go away. It can't go away. We've already, going into it, we had a bunch of people who were already very scared. We had a very cowardly populace already, very spineless, after decades and decades and decades of, of Democrat rule, basically reducing people to spineless, quivering, gelatinous blobs of nothing, terrified of their own shadow. And that comes out when something like this comes along. And they're just going to remain petrified for the rest of their lives. And the positioning is bad because you're always going to have instances of COVID. So how much longer are we going to do this? They still have all of Europe shut down. I was uh, scheduled to, to take a trip to Europe in October, but I don't think that's going to happen now. They're still not open. Most, I think, I think all countries are not open to tourism from the U.S. You can travel within the EU, the European Union, you can go from country to country, but even then you need a COVID certificate proving that you've either had a vaccine or you have had the disease, I think within uh, you know, six months of traveling. You can, so you, you can do that, but they are not accepting travel from, from what they call third world, and, and that means places like the United States and outside the EU. And I, I don't have time. I'm not going to be able to, even if they do lift it, say, I don't know, August, I, I don't have time. It's, it's a big trip. I need, I need time to plan this, and I'm just not going to do it uh, right now because it doesn't look like I'll be able to. So how much longer are we going to do this? You know, you can't keep this up for much longer because all you're doing is spreading fear throughout the world. And it's just, this is not the right way to do this. This was inevitable. This was going to happen. Just go about your business and get the world running again. It's the only way you're going to move past this. I, it just is. Parts of it are going to be painful. That's how humanity grows. You can't just say there's one debt, that's it, shut down the country. Be afraid forever. You can't do that. Anyway, that's really my message for today. Common sense and logic. I, I keep trying to push it a little and hope that it wins out. I don't make any medical claims. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying things as I see them. I'm, I'm making predictions. I am telling you that a lot of my predictions have come true. A lot of my predictions haven't. But... Those are not medically related. In terms of health, uh, most of my predictions are, are usually right. I, I have to say, again, don't treat it as medical advice. I'm not your doctor. I'm not telling you what to do, or what you should do if you have a certain disease or ailment. I'm just telling you the way things are as I see them. That's all it is. It's called freedom of speech. Look it up. Um, and that's, you know, I think the statistics, if you want to really use them and look at them and not just see the skewed and manipulated statistics shown to you by the mainstream media who have an absolute purpose and agenda in showing them to you in a certain way, you will see what I see. And that's, that's, that's that. So uh, feel free to catch me every week. I do one show, 20, 25 minutes or so 
no explicit content. I'm on all the podcast services that I can think of. Um, and it's always free. So feel free to um, tune in every, every week and see what I have to say. And uh, that's it for me. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.